Hey everyone, welcome back to The Mom Pod, your global village for mothers and caregivers, connecting you with experts and the latest evidence-based research to support each other in caring for and bringing up a new generation into the world. We believe that through sharing experiences and accessing essential information, we can create more support for mothers, fathers, and other caregivers. Support that will empower, educate, and inspire to help create waves of change around the world, to ensure that no woman and no child is left behind. My name is Julia Wicklander. I'm the founder of Girls Globe, and I'm the host of this episode of The Mom Pod. In this episode, we will dive into some very interesting and alarming new research that was published a few weeks ago by The Lancet. Girls Globe was in New York City at the launch of The Lancet's new maternal health series, and we will give you an insight into this research. And Girls Globe blogger Zanella Mabasa from South Africa spoke with one of the authors, Dr. Una Campbell, from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. The maternal health series by The Lancet shines a light on the causes, trends, and prospects for maternal health today. It includes analysis of experiences from the last 25 years and shows us the growing threat to progress caused by poor quality care and inequity of access. Hi, I'm Una Campbell and I'm an epidemiologist at the London School of Hygiene and I was one of the leads for the series that came out from The Lancet looking at maternal health. Thank you, Dr. Campbell. Can you tell us what you think the most interesting message that came out from this new report is for yourself? So I was involved in a series 10 years ago and that series focused on maternal mortality, on women in remote and, and rural areas that were not accessing services. But now 10 years later we see a huge expansion in women who are now coming to services and here now the challenge is how do we provide them with good quality care. So I think that's a really interesting and important thing that many of the papers in the series touched on. Of course there's also the question of the women who are left behind and who are excluded from those services and we can't forget them. But I think we're in this world that's sort of changing. Before we used to only talk about women who were left out of services and now we recognize that even for women who do get to services we have problems with quality of care and we need to do something about it. Okay, and how can this report be translated and integrated into systems, policies and programs on the national and local level? So I think I think that is the key uh, when you said local uh, and national level because it's all very well and good to sit at a very high level and say we need to do this that and the other but one of the things that we see in the series is that the kinds of solutions we need are very diverse and many different countries are coming up with really different ways of achieving good results so what we need to do is think and work at the local um, level and implement at the local level. It's not for us at a global level to say you should do this, that and the other. There's not one size fits all solution. But I guess the real challenge is for lots of groups to come together, civil societies, to say this matters. The lives of our women and children matter to us. Um, but also for governments and policymakers to make it possible um, to 
pay attention, to shine a light on what's going on, but then also to give the financial and other resources to do something. What the global community can do is it can track at a global level, it can give evidence of best practice, but ultimately changes that happen need to happen in the ground with families, with health providers all over the world and with national governments. Thank you, Dr. Campbell. And I like that you mentioned the civil society uh, role that they can play in the translation of the Lancet report into the local levels. And this is the last question and is, is directly strictly to the civil society organizations. And that is, how can civil society and other advocacy organizations take this research and use it as a tool for action to put pressure on the national and global leaders? So it's more on the accountability side. So I think civil societies have a huge opportunity. Um, it's all well and good for researchers and academics to sit at a global level and try to do a landscape survey of what's happening globally. But real change ultimately happens in countries and it happens with the mothers, the husbands, the wives, the children of the people involved and so there's a huge opportunity from civil society to look at these global messages but also to try to hold local and national governments to account to ensure that these services are being delivered. I mean research evidence, um, particularly research evidence that comes at a global level um, can give some clues but ultimately solutions come from the ground and it's exactly um, the sort of thing that civil society can do, identify um, the solutions and use research to inform on the best evidence-based solutions. Thank you, Dr. Campbell. So what does the Lancet report tell us? To dive into this research, I asked for some help from my colleague, friend, and Girls Globe blogger, fellow Jean Anumo from Kenya. The Lancet Maternal Health Series reveals great disparities in quality of care for women during pregnancy and childbirth. In the past 16 years, we have seen amazing progress where maternal deaths have fallen by nearly half, 44%, since 1990. Yet, some countries and some groups of women saw very little, if any, progress. Despite a lot of political attention on maternal health, before the Millennium Development Goals were due to be achieved, they fell short on achievement in maternal health. The Global Goals for 2030 include a 68% reduction in maternal deaths, which will require tremendous action. In Sub-Saharan Africa, a woman's lifetime risk of dying in pregnancy or childbirth remains at the horrifically high rates of 1 in 36 compared with 1 in 4,900 in high-income countries. Since 1990, the gap between the group of countries with the highest level of maternal mortality and those with the lowest has doubled in size. Now, this is urgent business and an urgent human rights issue because 210 million women become pregnant and 140 million newborns are delivered every year. Quality of care must be increased and disparities must be decreased. The Lancet series points out that more than 18 million additional health workers will be needed by 2030 
to meet the targets set out in the Sustainable Development Goals. The countries in Sub-Saharan Africa with the largest numbers of births, specifically the Democratic Republic of Congo, Tanzania, Kenya, and Ethiopia, have some of the lowest densities of midwives and obstetricians, less than two per 1,000 pregnancies. Yet, a review of 14 high-income countries in the series showed that the average costs for vaginal births in the U.S. were more than seven times higher than in Norway and more than four times higher for caesarean sections. Costs for medical liability were high, but half of these 14 countries had no fault systems to mitigate such costs and three had only partial systems. The Lancet Maternal Health Series unveils two extremes that far too many women experience when accessing maternal health services. Too little, too late, or too much, too soon. And other women receive no care at all. These extremes show that far too much of maternal health care is not grounded in evidence. Over-medicalization of normal pregnancies and childbirths through routine use of unnecessary interventions is a growing phenomenon in high and middle income countries as well as in better off groups in low income countries. Now what is too much too soon? That means that women who don't experience any complications in pregnancy or childbirth are given interventions that are unnecessary. For example, unnecessary cesarean sections, routine induced or augmented labor, routine continuous electronic fetal monitoring, routine episiotomies, routine antibiotics postpartum. Now, these interventions are too much too soon, and not only are they unnecessary, they can cause harm, raise health costs, and contribute to a culture that actually disrespects and abuses women. Simultaneously, poor quality care that is too little, too late, puts the health and lives of women and their babies at risk. This continues to be a large problem in sparsely populated rural areas, dense urban centers, or in settings marked by environmental or political fragility. Too little, too late really shows the inequity in access to good quality care, and women who are often left behind are adolescents and unmarried women, immigrants, refugees or internally displaced women, indigenous women or women of ethnic and religious minorities, women who live in poverty or informal urban settlements, women in fragile states, and women affected by humanitarian crises. Now these are women who often fall between the cracks. And we have so much responsibility to make sure that no woman is left behind. And when it comes to lacking access to skilled care at birth, that is still the reality a quarter of the world's pregnant women face. The report shows that it is no longer acceptable to merely encourage women to give birth in health facilities, many of which continue to lack emergency obstetric care reliable water supply, and even the most basic capability to manage uncomplicated deliveries and provide respectful evidence-based routine care. Further, 
Vulnerable women exist in every country, including in high-income countries. One standout example from the report shows that African-American women in New York City are twice as likely to die in childbirth as women living in the developing region of Eastern Asia. The Lancet Maternal Health Series gives recommendations for future progress to improve quality of care and reduce inequities through a wider adoption of effective maternal health interventions and quality of care as well as through broader developments. The series mentions some great challenges that can impede or even reverse progress, including a diluted focus on maternal health, weak global and national governance, and natural and human man-made crises, such as climate change, disease outbreaks, conflict, and mass migration. The five-point agenda for change that the series recommends is good quality care for every woman, every newborn, everywhere, equity through universal health coverage, health system resilience, strength, and responsiveness, sustainable financing for maternal and newborn health, and better evidence, advocacy, and accountability for progress. Thank you, Felagene, for that summary. Now, what does this mean for us? Well, first of all, every country needs to be aware that inequities exist everywhere. There are women who are receiving substandard care and women who are not receiving any care at all. Also, this is not only a matter of low-income versus high-income countries. The problem of too much too soon is a risk to women's and children's health in better-off countries and communities around the world. So if you are listening to this podcast and you are in the position of the receiving end of maternal health care and wondering what to do about it, make sure to know your rights and demand to receive the care you want. Find out what hospitals or healthcare centers have high rates of C-sections or episiotomies and ask to deliver elsewhere or tell your provider that you do not want any unnecessary interventions. Get support from your partner, family member, or a doula to advocate on your behalf and demand your rights in these critical moments. If you want to get involved, here's what you can do. One, read the evidence from the Maternal Health Series on the Lancet yourself. Two, you can read a lot more on girlsglobe.org. Three, find out what groups are vulnerable in your community and country. What are politicians, civil society groups, or others doing about it? Get involved. And four, get in touch with us at The Mom Pod by email. themompod at girlsglobe.org to get involved with blogging or advocating at the international level. Also, let's remember that so much progress has been made and we know what needs to be done. The evidence is there. It just needs to be put into practice. So let's start by raising awareness and getting people involved to bring about change that ensures high quality care for every woman and every child, no matter where they are in the world. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Mom Pod. <laughs>